But sometimes when you're on the path, and especially when you're consuming information about other people and their path, mm-hmm. it can start to have you doubt the path that you're on. I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling, a weekly podcast for creatives about the creative process. Learn how to finish what you start, ship your work, and build a business without being the loudest on the block. Less Less noise, noise, more... (sighs) Hey, Bill. Hey, Miles. Wait. Wait a minute. What? Wait, that sounded weird. Oh. That was weird. Jeez. What's wrong with us? Hey, Miles. Hey, Bill. What's up? (laughs) God, that was so... Uh, Well, I just wanted to take this time to uh, wish you a happy anniversary, sir. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Likewise, man. Two years. Yeah. Two years. What what is that? Like if... uh, Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna do a little research here. You know they do that weird thing. Like I don't, I mean I don't subscribe to it, but it was a thing my parents talked about. Um, like there were different gifts for different anniversary years. There's oh. the silver anniversary and the all this stuff. But let's see, the traditional uh, second anniversary gift is cotton. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'll be sure to send you a, a nice T-shirt. Yeah, I was gonna say, do we need to send each other T-shirts or something? <laughs> that's funny, man. If that's no, so I wonder what like the ten year is then. Well, I'm sure it says somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You think we'll still be podcasting uh, eight years from now? That's a, I, I can't even fathom that far out but i don't see why not i'm totally open to not doing that but i don't see why we wouldn't because it's so sustainable and it's fun yeah and all the all the benefits that come with that like it's just such a net positive so and it you know it's like maybe two max three hours of our of our time every week and most of that time is just like talking and having a conversation what about you well i kind of like you i mean it's hard to even think about what any of us will be doing eight years from now but then again when we started i didn't necessarily think about sitting here you know two years later 81 episodes in (laughs) you know, um, and still having a good time, not really um, being particularly concerned with uh, the stats, you know, or any of that, but just yeah. doing it because it feels good to do. We meet cool people. We have fun conversations. And uh, that's something I, I want to do anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah Same. It, it's all right. You know, I, I thought it might be interesting. Um, and I know we... We did a little uh, episode, I guess a little like this, our first year just talked about what it was like, you know, et cetera. 
But I thought it might be interesting to even just kind of look at some of our episodes, you know, and get a feel for where we've been and who we talked to and what parts of it were fun, you know? Yeah. Take a little stroll down memory lane. <laughs> See what So I, I think this is really interesting. So I looked at um, back in... Let's see. I want to. I want to get the date. So, let me look it up here. Um, luckily, uh, we're pretty good at keeping all that. Back in April of 2022, so about a year and a half ago, we interviewed a guy who you were kind of doing some work for at the time, uh, who's a, a becoming ever more prominent a coach and sort of coaches coach named Toku McCree. Yep. And interestingly, of our 81 episodes, his is still the most listened to. It has the most plays yep. of any other episode. Why do you think that is? Um, well, I have the jaded answer and I have the other answer. You know, the jaded answer is I think, at least certainly in the early times, Toku may have had the most reach. You know what I mean? Like maybe he promoted that mm-hmm. uh, uh, more. I don't know. Uh, maybe his people were just more uh, podcast oriented. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, the funny thing is that the one right under that <laughs> is our very oh, first God. episode, Speed Dating. Cringy. And every time I see that, I wonder if people listen to it, if they even listen longer, because I don't know if this is just, you know, how many people tried to listen to it or listen to the whole thing, right? Right. The stat. Because um, I wonder if people think it's something else, you know what I mean, when they go to listen to it because of the title. And then once they get into it, they're like, oh, screw this, and they turn it off. <laughs> Very well could be. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's but, interesting that that's... I would not think that that would be number two. I know, isn't that funny? But it, it has been around almost it, the longest, so... I know, and it's funny because they... Uh, when I look at, you know, this list of listens from top to bottom, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fascinating because it's a little all over the place. Some of them are old episodes like those two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one was from just earlier this spring. Bob right? Doyle. Bob Doyle, right? And that was cool to get him on. We got to do that again because I don't think we even Scratch. scratched the surface <laughs> yeah. with Bob. And if you haven't heard that episode, it's like we just barely scratched the surface of of rewiring your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known Bob a really long time. He's one of the people that I coached for. He had a program back in uh, 2008, nine up to like 2012 called wealth beyond reason. It's really funny. I, you know, so I got this job and I was coaching wealth beyond reason. Right. And for a little while I had more of his clients than any others. I had a bunch and, uh, um, my wife wanted to get a dog. 
And I was kind of pushing against that because I had had two dogs that had already, you know, they'd both passed away by that time at, you know, after 15 years or whatever. And I was kind of taking a break, you know. Um, I had, towards the end of their lives, I had had to travel a bunch and I felt pretty guilty about not being home. And I just felt like, man, you know, I don't want to do that again. Why don't I wait? I love dogs, right? Mm -hmm. But I just thought, Maybe not, but she was pretty hot on the idea. And uh, she went to a, like a home show, you know what I'm talking about? Like they have those conventions, oh, yeah. kind of home show, For right? Sure. And uh, the Humane Society was out at the home show <laughs> and she met this little puppy and the puppy already had a name and the puppy was named Midas. You know, Midas, the, the story of the King Midas who could touch things and turn them to gold. And she calls me up on the phone and she says, hey, you know, the Humane Society's right by your office. She goes, I really want you to come meet this puppy. And I said, honey, if I go meet a puppy, then we're getting a dog because there's no way I can go meet a puppy and not take him home. <laughs> And she said, well, I just want you to consider it. And, you know, look, his name's Midas. And you coach wealth beyond reason. It just makes sense. <laughs> and that's when I knew she had me. <laughs> you were an easy sell, though. <laughs> I was. I was an easy sell. But I still blame Bob Doyle. That's um, funny. And maybe it's the best thing he ever did because we had Midas for 14 years and he was a great dog. Yeah, Minus was awesome. Made an appearance on one of our earliest episodes. He did, indeed. Super cute. Indeed. So um, I used I used to uh I'd I'd be recording in my house. And he did the same thing with us. You'd hear what I call the dog tambourine shaking the collar. Oh yeah. You know, and the, the <laughs> yeah. rabies tags that are on the collar. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like a tambourine. I love it. So if you keep going down this list, there's a couple, it is kind of random, but one pattern I see is um, a lot of guest episodes because, you know, we get reach through their audience if they share it. Um, right. And yeah. most of the ones at the top, you know, that's why they're at the top because they shared it. So that's a little... Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, how often can you really listen to us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume people, some people do, but you know. Yeah. So then. Like, the, so clearly nobody's going to listen to this one. Right. Well, this isn't for, <laughs> this is just for us. We're not going to publish this. But actually, we? you know, it is kind of interesting. Like if you really scroll down. Uh-huh. The solo episodes, which is what we call these when it's just the two of us, and the guest episodes at a certain point kind of even out. Yeah, true. You know, that's true. And have the same amount of listens. Interesting. Um, so maybe it really is. I'm not going to say how many because that's uh, makes me feel bad. But it's not that bad. Um, it's pretty good. It's not that bad. Think about you know a room I mean. filled with that many people. I know. Damn. It does not surprise me that right under Bob Doyle is the episode with Sam Woods. Yeah. That. And that's another person I would love to have another oh conversation with because we just scratched the, sur <laughs> yeah. the surface, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most mind-boggling conversations that shifted my reality 
for a couple <laughs> weeks that I've ever had. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, there would be so many more avenues to go down with him. And not to mention the things that have probably changed or evolved since that conversation. Right. With AI and marketing and all that. I mean, geez, that guy is super interesting. <laughs> Super what do you smart. think without uh we didn't we haven't captured data on this because it would take too long, but you know, there's that question we ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Introverted or extroverted? Yeah. What do you think the predominant answer is? I think Ambivert. I know, but yeah, absolutely. Everybody says some version of straight down the middle. Yeah. I was I was just thinking about that because that's really the only question we ask everyone but like why why do we even still do that we haven't talked about that it's just something we do well i think when we first started uh we put that question in there because think about the title you Mm -hmm. know of this podcast the subtle art of not yelling that to me came out of you and i having conversations about marketing about the things, truthfully, mostly about the things we don't like about it right. and the things that we don't want to do or don't feel a good about doing. It might as well say how to, how to build a business as an introvert. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes, yeah, some of those things that we don't like to do, I think you have to flip your extrovert switch mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And... I know for myself, there are areas in which I do that very naturally, and there's areas where I don't, <laughs> you know, and yeah. marketing is one of those areas where that's not natural for me. It doesn't mean I can't do it sometimes, but it's not natural and it doesn't always feel uh, good, you right. know, or, or right or true. Um, so I think it came out of that, you know, and also just... Uh, I don't know. I enjoy it because I think by the time we ask it in the episodes, it's usually a little later down the the track, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end. It's one of our last two questions or three questions, you know. Uh, we ask that and then we usually ask what's next and how do people find you. Yeah. But uh, when we ask that, I think by that time I usually know what people are going to say, mm-hmm. but then some people surprise me. Same. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like we just had uh, Giannis Oslins on, mm-hmm. and he said that he tended more towards extrovert. You know, yeah. and I I didn't get that from talking to him at all. You know, so he was so chill and so laid back, and he clearly does a lot of his work. You know, in his house, mm-hmm. solo by himself, quietly, uh, <laughs> quietly, right? Um, so I did. I didn't expect that answer. But I think it's great. Yeah, you're you're making me think now. So the title of this podcast and kind of our North Star is to explore and extract like people um, that build a business or a brand or create stuff, whatever it is, typically online, building an audience, something like that, whatever you want to call that world, quietly without, you know, hustling and grinding and all that stuff that we don't really want to do in our systems don't really work that way. And as I'm scrolling through here, you know, we've done a pretty good job of getting 
mostly those types of people and then also a couple on the other side to kind of see the spectrum. But like Giannis is a great example of of building a business without yelling. Then you scroll down like Amanda Hilton, um, amazing example of this as yes. well. Um, yes. And, you know, Eddie, he's a writer, copywriter, very chill, quiet brand. As a matter of fact, I have a hard time imagining Amanda Hilton yelling at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, she, um, I mean, not to oversimplify all the work that she's done, but, you know, she created amazing visuals based off of a very complex niche topic and yeah. grew substantially on Instagram and probably elsewhere. But I know that that was one platform where, you know, she wasn't like posting reels every day and, you know, doing all these trendy things. She was really just creating a simple, clear visual that worked. It communicated something and people loved it. And she's grown, you know, a community course um, and a life off of that. She does that full time. It's really it's really cool. So it's possible. You can be an introvert. You can be quiet. You can also be loud. And like that can, you can channel that if that's you. Because that's powerful mm-hmm. too. But I think that there's so many different ways to do this thing. And you got to kind of just play with it, right? Yeah. Well. Hey, you know, this is interesting. Other than uh, Other than speed dating... Yeah, what you got? Our next most listened to uh, solo episode is Trust the Process. Yeah, I was looking at that too. And I wonder if that all comes down to title. For sure. You know? That, even looking at that now, that resonates with me. Like I want to, I want to look at that. I want to explore that because that tells me like, okay, I'm on the right path very likely. It's just staying focused and trusting it and staying in it and staying consistent, which is the um, biggest reminder that I need is not to like try something new, change it up, get off course, but really just to like remove distractions and trust the process because it's working. It might not feel like it, but it is. You know, that might be one of the primary themes that comes through all of these episodes yeah. is some version of that, of just uh, create a process, whatever that is, and keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Don't stop. You know, don't quit. And I can't always say that I've, that I've been good at that, you know. Yeah. I might create a process and then it doesn't get the results that I think I want in whatever period of time. So I, I stop. Yeah. And typically it needs a lot more time. I mean, look at Giannis. It took him like six years altogether to get to where he is now doing visuals and a course full time with a huge audience. Yep. I mean, how many years, not months, not weeks, but years did he have to fight the urge to stop, to quit, to change up things completely, you know? to go off course. So it's going to take a lot longer than I think people think. Um, what typically takes us off course? Because we're talking about trust the process. You know, it's kind of a noisy world out there, right? Like what do you think takes you off course 
of trusting the process and just sticking with it consistently. You know, for me, I think it's been different things. I think sometimes, uh, and this was an episode we did a while back, sometimes it's money. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I will be on course and maybe uh, the money doesn't happen soon enough, so I start looking for something else. Mm -hmm. Whether that's something I think will turn quicker or whatever, instead of stepping back and really looking at, okay, here's where I am. What's the thing to really pay attention to Mm -hmm. if I want to increase my revenue? What's the thing to actually put my energy on? Right. You know, with any luck, we, we can... And my goal is always to have more than one thing that generates revenue, right? right? But at some point, you only have so much attention. You got to put your attention on something. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I don't allow my attention to stay on whatever that is long enough. Yeah. You know, because maybe things don't happen quickly enough or I don't know. Something else gets shiny, yeah. <laughs> you know, shiny object syndrome, as we've talked about, or some other idea comes in, and that's all fine. But oftentimes that does pull me out or has in the past. My main takeaway from that is you got to just have your bases covered so that you can make space to trust the process for a long time. Because if money, you know, like if you, whether it's like, having a job or doing some side stuff, whatever it is to like, make sure that you have plenty of space financially. Uh, I think that's a, a theme I've seen in people kind of making that transition instead of like the burn the boats mentality, uh, which, which typically mostly doesn't work and leaves you um, discouraged and burnt out, but it works for some people and maybe they need that, but it does. I think, um, you know, desperation doesn't look nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when somebody shows up uh, in front of you and their message, no matter how great their message is, if there's desperation underneath it, mm, I don't think it resonates. True. Well, I'll tell you for me, what typ- typically takes me off that path, um, I would say I'm, you know this, I'm easily overwhelmed. Um, so... And of course, I consume a lot of information. So I love podcasts, all kinds of podcasts. I subscribe to a lot of newsletters. I, I'm I'm like a I'm like addicted to learning, which is good and bad. So I'm always trying to improve and learn, and um, you know, YouTube videos, just all of it. So I'm constantly consuming. And I think I was just talking about this the other day. I was like. I kind of want to do, and I feel like everyone should do some sort of content fast, like once a month or once a week, even just take a day where you don't even get on your phone. Maybe you text a couple people or whatever, but you don't get on social media. You don't open your inbox. You don't watch TV. You don't like, you don't even read a book. All you can do is sit with yourself and your thoughts or you can go do something. You can work out, run, whatever. But like sit with your thoughts because 
a lot of times it's just the shower for people when they have that time. But like, what if that time took up a whole day? What the heck would happen then? You know, so I kind of want to try that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, we can both do it and, and then talk about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> I have done that. Um, okay. I don't always do it purposefully. Sometimes it just happens. Nice. Um, and I don't think I consume as much information as you do. I am pretty careful, actually, about the amount and the type of information that I consume. Because one of the things that certainly happens, you and I have talked about it, I've talked to clients about it, other people about it, is um, learning's great, right? But sometimes when you're on the path, and especially when you're consuming information about other people and their path, mm-hmm. it can start to have you doubt the path that you're on. Yep. You know, you think, oh, no, I need to do what they did, or I need to add this, or I need to make this left turn, or whatever. And next thing you know, you're going down a direction you don't need to go down. It's like you're starting all over when you might have been halfway there. Exactly. Um, and I think that's a, a big danger. Uh, it also leads to a lot of uh, comparison problems sometimes, you know, uh, apples and oranges, et cetera. Uh, and I don't know. I'm not saying I don't want any new information. Of course I do. But but I try to curate it a lot, you know, and have it be thought-provoking, entertaining. Yeah. Um that kind of thing, because otherwise it's it's just too much at some point, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times it feels like in the realm of business and personal development a lot of times, uh, so often it's just, it's all the same stuff, all right? Like even, like if you hire mm-hmm. me as a coach, I'm probably not going to tell you anything new, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to tell you anything you didn't know, like informationally, mm-hmm. I might illuminate something you weren't looking at, but just pure information. I probably don't have any information that you don't have. I just use it in maybe a different way than somebody else does, right? Um, And so I get tired sometimes of feeling like I'm really just consuming the same information over and over again in different forms, um, unless it is a form that, it's really compelling, you know? Or if I'm in a mode where I am looking for something. Right. That's good. Having having a direction. Yeah, if I'm looking for clarity on an issue or I'm looking for uh, actions to take to get to a particular place, whether that's personally or in business or whatever, then I'm all for it. Come on, give me some more. Right? <laughs> Let me see. You know, let me let me get a bunch of options here and then pick something that feels good. Yeah, I like that. I think that's happening all over the world now. It's like pretty much everything we need informationally already exists in plethora. Like it's just being circ- circulated and manipulated <laughs> and broken up into millions of pieces. And it's just the same stuff over. So you kind of like get bounced around. Well, and you even think about music, you know, there's there's 12 notes, dude. <laughs> That's a really good point. There's 12 notes. 
It's all the same notes. That's crazy. It's just how you put them together, right? Right. Even the very first like personal development seminar I ever went to, one of the first things they tell you is, we're not going to tell you anything new. All this information exists. It's existed for some of its thousands of years old. Yeah. It's all here. They just put it together in a way that has you maybe see something you haven't seen before or think about something in a way you haven't thought about it before. Yeah, I like that. I have, a, I have two quest, final questions for you, but they're big. So if you don't have an answer, that's okay. So the first one is which episode that we've recorded out of the 81 currently published is your favorite and why? Which guest episode or which? Uh, I kind of want to just keep it general either one episode 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 hmm. it's really hard so you don't have to it doesn't have to be perfect so i'm just i'm looking at them since you you know you asked mm -hmm. so i'm just i'm scrolling, scrolling through them a little bit me too yeah i'm doing a little scrolling here god there's so many <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's so many that that i liked you know that that were they were cool We've talked to so many. Oh, well, all right. I'll tell you this. I don't think I can answer favorite. Okay. Because first of all, I don't think that's fair. And I don't really do favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, don't ask me what my favorite song is or mm -hmm. my favorite, you know, artist. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I have a list of things I like. I like a lot of things. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to go favorite, but I can tell you a couple that, really stuck with me. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, last year, we did an episode with Stacy Fisher mm. called Emotions That Work. And maybe it was just where I happened to be at that time, but that episode made a really big difference for me. And I actually even had a call with Stacy after that because I wanted to explore what she was talking about just a little bit more. Um. I really like that one. And then I'm still looking. It's hard, right? <laughs> it, it, like, it's, it's really hard, but. Um, well, here, we'll do a one we've for done one. So I'll, I'll go now. All right, you, you do one. Because I'm scrolling through and I too have like a few that were kind of like milestones for me. Yeah. Um, first of all, Ikawid, the lost episode. There's just something about that concept that totally shifted me to this day. And mm -hmm. even to the point where I'm almost like, I want to get a freaking Ikuid tattoo, like that little character, <laughs> just as a little <laughs> reminder. Uh, yeah, I like it. And then you go, you go. And then I think, um, yeah, I really like that one too. I don't know. It might be, uh, it's so hard. <laughs> Man, we've talked to some cool people as yeah. I'm looking through all this. Um, I might have a, have a tie, you know, okay. and they're, and they're totally different in a way. Actually, it's a three-way tie. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Sam Woods, who we've already talked about because it blew my mind. Yep. Todd Clark. Mm, that was great. Because Todd uh, validated the way that you and I both think about things, and he does what he does so well and so beautifully that, you know, it, it, it really, it made me go back to my website <laughs> and kind of audit what I had done. Yep. You know? And then totally different, totally different, Leah Kirsch. Wow. Because um, that's the first time that I realized that... Uh, you can make it as an artist. <laughs> well, there's that, but you and I, we have, uh, we make a safe space. Oh. And she right. talked about stuff she'd never shared before, you know, personally, that I'm sure she did not plan to talk about when she came on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's now had me kind of watching her career as an artist, and it's just fantastic to watch. Yeah. You know, and to see how she's taken what she's done and just, and then, and again, this really simple thing. Now only she can do it because even if I, if I tried to do that, it wouldn't look like hers. Right. She, she took a really simple thing and has just made this whole giant career out of it. Yeah. And it's really cool to watch. I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. She was awesome. It'd be cool to have her back on because she's just blowing up like crazy. Yeah, it would. It would. All right, uh, she's me... probably too cool for us now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I still we we still hang out sometimes. She's good friends with Tosh, so uh, she's still in the loop. But um, all right, let me give you a couple more, and then we can wrap up. So, my most recent favorite is also a, a solo. Um, why not? Yeah. Because that too was like a big milestone for me. I remember listening back to it. Sometimes I listen back and you know, we I have a very critical ear, but that one I was like, whoa, okay, that was actually good. We, we almost, we do this sometimes where we'll start out with something and then we kind of fumble our way through it. We get a little lost and then we come out the other side and we like found something really juicy. And uh, that was one of those for me. And then oh oh wait a minute I know what the other one was okay what the dark playground yes I was gonna say that too <laughs> that's a good one that one is really good that's I mean talk about putting words to something so uh, intangible mm. that we that we experience frequently in our work that that is it. Um, and then I had one more, which is an older one. And I believe it was tied. I'm looking for it right now. Where is it? I believe it's titled, um, is it art if nobody pays for it or something like that? Oh yeah. Where is that one? Or is it, is it art if nobody listens? Or yeah. That one, because like that. you know why? Why? Because that's where the box idea came from. Oh, yes. So we that's another example of, at, near the end of that episode, you said, 
literally said the box at one point, or you need a box. I did. I said, I need a box, right? And after that, we both just kind of latched onto that idea and started marinating. And then next thing you know, we have now a framework and community called The Box. And that's a obviously a game changer. And it, and it really gave me um, a direction to use structure. Yes. Because we are more, you know, flow and, and not so much structure by default. Yeah. But when you just put yourself in that box, I mean, it changes everything. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, I have one more. I have one last question, if you'll let me. Yeah, of course. If you could have any guest on the podcast, <laughs> anyone in the world, anyone, yeah, who who would it be? Your dream guest, Barack Obama. Damn. Yeah, that would be epic. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he, he built a business quietly. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> kind of. He did. At least very well spoken. Well, nobody saw that coming, did they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, I mean, dream guest? You know. You know who. Say it. Shaky Graves. All right. <laughs> that, that might be a little easier. <laughs> Yours might yeah, be a little easier to make. Make yeah. make happen. So, uh, uh, if you're listening and you know Shaky, give him a call. Make <laughs> Miles's dream come true. And um, brother, here's to uh, another year of uh, the subtle art of not yelling. Awesome, man. Let's do it. The world is overwhelming. We're constantly being pulled in a million directions, and it's only going to get worse. So much of what we're sold online is about planning, strategizing, and thinking. But doing is the hardest and most important part. The box is where projects get finished. In the box, you'll organize, prioritize your projects, and finish what you start. You won't learn anything new. You'll simply get a lot done and be a part of a small community of doers. Go to theboxworkshop.com. Hey, thanks for listening today. We can't do this without the support of our listeners. So please leave us a review or sign up for our newsletter at subtleartofnotyelling.com.